radio show with no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. It is October 30th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me, we have uh, Dolly Howard and um, Walt Silva and Yasmin West. I'm thinking her husband is in the house someplace, but I don't know that he's on right now. So, um, Jasmine, you're here, yes? Yes, I'm here. We're all huddled up in one room. <laughs> so it's myself, my husband, and our friend who decided to listen live, um, my oh. friend Ashley. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Ashley. Hi, Bob. <laughs> hi there. Awesome, awesome. Um, and now Dolly. Dolly's here. How are you doing today, Dolly? Are you over over Jan's? Can you get over Jan's show? Jan, we loved your show, except it was extremely frightening. But like I, I love I, Jan, but I I didn't like the show. Yeah, yeah, it it was terribly depressing. Um, but it, yeah, I, I told Dolly. I said, look, at this is truth, and we need to hear it. And Jan's just lucky, as is the audience, that we've got this power group that's going to take all that information and tell you it's okay because we've got things that we can do that are going to make it better <laughs> because otherwise we'll all be just like oh my god i don't know if yasmin and bob listened to that nationally but uh, and, and probably walt didn't but um it was uh oh anyway we're gonna put that aside right it, now it was informative to those who don't know it and they need to know they need to know so yeah, that's the way I look at it. And, but it's also sort of like it all comes at once in an hour, you know? <laughs> yeah. We learn it with this post and that post, and it's, oh, okay, I'm not going to push another one until I get over this one, you know, <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> so uh, you'll have to, uh, before the show is over, you'll have to give us a report on how it was for you being the, the ballot detective. Oh, you want that story? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's say hi to Walt first. Hey, Walt, how are you doing? Oh, hi, Nancy. Hi, everyone. Hi, Dolly and Jasmine and, and Jim Bob. And, and, and <laughs> it feels and like I'm saying hi to the Waltons for a second. <laughs> but uh, the more the merrier. That's what, that's what we got to do. we got to come together with all this crap and so we can shove it out and give it back to them, so... Okay. Well, the let me. I'm so glad you're here, Walt. Uh, uh, anyway, okay. So let me give it give the answer to Dolly because I haven't been able to to do this yet. But it's 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 a strange story. Okay. So I was uh, I volunteered apparently. I never nobody asked me right, and I wouldn't have done it. But um, I'm on this list of uh, poll watchers. And there was like it turned out to be about five people on the poll watchers. It's got to cover eight hours, you know, for an entire eight days. And it's like this is insane, you know. But anyway, so I go over and yesterday I was over there and the they've got this room. It's a library and they've got a children's room and it's got some glass, you know, in part of it. You can see into half of the room, but everything is happening in there. And so. If you sit so you can see it, you can't see anything anyway. And so 
my tendency, my, my way is to sit by the door to be able to listen to see if there's anything happening. And this is going on for the, I'm in the third day. I'm, you know, almost through with the six hours or whatever. And this uh, man comes up to me and he said, you know, my, I, I, okay, I want you to vote no against this new city, but I'm just going to respect you because you went to the polls. You know, there's like, what is it, 15,000 people that can vote and there's like maybe about, it's maybe around 1,800 that have voted thus far, including the mail-in ballots. And uh, so, you know, it's like I want to respect those people regardless of how they're voting because they got out to vote. So I, you know, wave to them or sometimes I'll say, you know, good morning or whatever. But this guy says to me, uh, do I need my voter certificate to my registration to to do? And I said, no, no, all you need is an ID. And uh, I said, just go in there and they'll help you out. And all of a sudden he goes in and then the, the head of this election thingy there at the library you can't be talking to people. Huh? Would you please move down the, you know, three chairs away so that you're not by the door? And I said, no, I'm not going to move. Why would I move? This is the only place I can see or hear, in this case, anything. No, I'm not going to move. Well, you can't be talking to people. I said, I got it. I wasn't even going to tell her what a dipshit she was. She was asking me a question, you know. So, anyway, she goes on off. Because otherwise, I, the next thing, if she had pushed it, I would have said, what's your last name? And I'm going to make some telephone calls. You know, I mean, I was really like, you, you know, I've been censored too many times, lady. Don't do it. Don't get into my face like this. <laughs> so then <laughs> I think maybe two more people went by. And then this guy comes. And I think he might have recognized me because he was obviously one of our people. And uh, he starts talking to me. And, you know, I mean, like, are we going to win this, you know, this type of thing? And I went, uh, sir, I can't talk to you because I'm a poll watcher. And he, I think his eyes shifted, but something caused me to look out the corner of my eye. And here this woman was rushing out to stop me from talking. But I had just said, no, I can't talk. And so she stops. And then she, uh, right, right in here, sir. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So... I was not very well, happy. What is she afraid of? Uh-huh. Well, I'm not exactly sure what it's about. But then I, you know, later on, I, I look at my phone and there's a message from Dolly. And she says, I hope you get to talk to a lot of nice people. And I said, Dolly cursed me. People were talking to me. I got in trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me you, you didn't tell me you can't talk to people. Well, I didn't know I couldn't talk to people. I just didn't think it was appropriate to talk to people over the <laughs> voting, you know. Oh, oh my God. So, anyway, that's what happened, Dolly. <laughs> oh, oh, God. But that. I didn't want a detective. I couldn't talk to anybody. But then um, I found out that uh, they've made the uh, a. I, well, it's a, it's a report of um, voter fraud we did towards to the attorney general of the county, uh, district attorney, um, because you're only supposed to have, when you go to drop ballots in a drop box, you can only drop in two at a time. And they were letting people drop in as many as they wanted. 
And so they checked with the local head, I think it was her, I'm not sure who they talked to. They gave the name, but I don't remember which one it was, because I was so stunned by what, what they were saying. And uh, they were told, no, they can drop in as many as they want. <laughs> like, oh, no, right there, voter <laughs> fraud. Take yeah. it to the top. Tucker, Nancy Tucker. I mean, it's just like, are you kidding me? So I'm kind of like, you know, my my day didn't start out really well because I'm going like, okay, because we're getting more people, at the, even though it's very low compared to other, you know, a midterm. It's a lot more. It's at least twice as much as you normally get in these special elections. And um, anyway... <laughs> so that's not that's not particularly good news, but I'm just gonna wait it out. We've only got another two days or something, three days. Oh my God, I can't so, wait for this. So y'all are going to report it, right? Oh yeah, they they already they already made a, an official uh, request that the uh, district attorney look into it. Oh good, okay. And and then that'll open up the door to all the other voter. Uh, irregularities let's call it <laughs> you know that happened during this whole thing but anyway um okay so we've got yasmin here and yasmin has been working with one of the eagles and the eagle is a cloudbuster made by walt the people that have, are with us all the time they they know exactly what i'm talking about for somebody that might not know the first show or whatever these things are energy devices, and there's one in Minnesota where Walt is, in Massachusetts, here in Miami, and over in California. And these energy devices are not only controlling, and I'll tell you, I told the Eagle, I said, Eagle, I said, we can't have any rain for this early voting stuff. I said, you know, no rain. And uh, I said, you know, at night, okay, but not, not during the day. We don't want an excuse for people not to go out and vote. And every single day has been fine. One day, Tuesday, it kind of rained all day, but it was like a misty rain. But that kept myself and um, others, well, not myself, I was on the radio. It wasn't affecting me at all. I was on the radio. But so, you know, I, I sort of gave Eagle a pass on that one. I like it. But then on, when the heck was it? Thursday? Wednesday? I don't know. It was, it was time before I went in. So what's today? Anyway, a couple of days ago, I come out and the wind is blowing. The sky looks like it's about to erupt into a horrendous storm. There were warnings on the weather to the fact, to the point that these big heavy winds were coming in. And they were taking down the tent that they put outside the polling. You can't be on the property, but outside the property, because they were afraid of the winds. And, uh, you know, I, I start driving home, and there's like these huge, huge drops of water on my windshield. And I'm going like, oh, come on, Eagle, I'm on my way home. Hold this thing off if you got to do it, but why are we doing it, you know? It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the storm. <laughs> a few few drops on the windshield. So, uh, it, I mean, yeah, it could all be coincidence. All, we all could be crazy. But I got to tell you, I, I mean, Shungite in itself has never failed me. 
And to this point, neither has the eagle. So um, I'm going to turn it over to uh, you, Yasmin, because, um, and you talk to Walt. You guys, you know, you've been conversing on this specifically because of that bomb storm. And maybe the best thing to do is to kind of discuss what happened in California. What bomb storm? Sure. Well, they gonna, they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you. Oh, oh. Okay. I wasn't ask, I wasn't asking you. I knew you didn't know about the bomb storm. Because, <laughs> I mean, who thinks of a bomb, where's that? bomb storm? It happened in California. So, Yasmin, go for it. Well, um... Yeah, so I'll I'll tell the story and then I'll I'll let Bob chime in a little bit because this terminology that they're using again it's it's just designed to promote fear and panic. It it, it was just a heavy storm. It, you know, they're using atmospheric rivers now and bomb storms. Double and, bomb cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's bomb cycle. It, it's quite comical over here on the West Coast, but Um, basically it was just a really heavy storm for 24 hours, which was interesting timing. Um, so we had, we were having like a little bit of showers here and there. Um, you know, it, it would get a little bit smoky because, you know, I know we've been through this before where people are starting fires, purposely for whatever reason um they're crazy they have an agenda whatever but that's definitely been happening here in California so I mean all through I guess um when I first got the eagle from Mark is when I started working with it and I was bringing in rains every time the skies would get smoky and it was like I I would make it rain a little bit and then let it back off and then another fire would start or the fire that they had kind of gotten a control over would flare up again and they would, you know, take a few more steps backwards. And so I'd bring in some more rain to help with that. And honestly, I think with this last go around, the Eagle had just had enough and just wanted these fires ended. So that wasn't, the intention I put in there, I was just trying to keep in touch with what Gaia wanted and let the Eagle direct that. Um, I did. So I had planned a trip up to Mount Shasta with my mother that past weekend. And we, we left her place uh, early morning, Saturday on the 24th or no, the 23rd, and we drove up to Mount Shasta, and we drove up to the top as far as you can go on the road on the mountain, and I actually shot some video, and that's in the Shungite Reality Reality Facebook page, and, you know, just when we were up there, it started sprinkling snow a little bit, Um, not a lot of heavy rain while we were up there, and Sunday morning was we were still up there and we checked out of the hotel and then we went to the peace garden up there. There's a, just a really nice place to just walk through. Um, 
they have like lavender stuff planted and people just put things there. They, you know, just planted intention in various spots and there's benches where you can sit. And so it'd be a very nice place to go in the spring when it wasn't raining. <laughs> but um, I just took a quick walk through there and I videotaped it and put it on the Shungite Reality uh, group page as well. And unfortunately, for some reason, I had planned to bring my bag of nuggets to spread around while I was up there, but I just simply, it slipped my mind, so I didn't have them. All I had was my silver Shungite uh, pendant. And so I wasn't planning to leave it there, but there was a Buddha there with his little offering bowl and I was like okay it belongs here so I left it there in the peace garden on Mount Shasta and then we met with our friend from Oregon for breakfast and then right after then is when it started to really rain while we were up there and then all the way driving back I was driving through the rain like really heavy rain for California. Um, and then I dropped my mom off in the uh, Paradise Megalia area where she lives. And then I continued to drive home. Um, so a good, good six hours on the road. I was taking my time because it was so wet. Um, so I didn't really check the news or anything while I was on the road, but Later, I find out that this was a 24-hour period of heavy rain that, as far as I could tell, ran all the way from the Mount Shasta, Oregon Mount Shasta area down to the Bay Area, the San Francisco Bay Area. And in Sacramento, we broke, I don't know about other areas, but we broke the uh, most... Uh, inches of rain in a 24-hour period uh, since 18, the year 1880. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then I got my friend Ashley here. She, unfortunately, a tree actually fell on her car, <laughs> which is okay because she needs a new car anyway. So she's not too broken up about it. But, you know, the, the water got really logged into the soil and when it hasn't rained for a long time it if you get a lot of wind it can cause a lot of damage because we have a lot of trees in Sac the Sacramento area so at that point I was just like oops a little less rain please and the next day the rain completely stopped so that that's kind of the story <laughs> it was pretty exciting well, now you know what chapter to write on uh, on the school on uh, on rainmaking. Yeah, no, don't go overboard. Sorry. <laughs> yes. The eagle went overboard, but I can tell you that the uh, the turf they call it an atmospheric river, which we've we've had three times previously. Uh, but when we were younger, we called it the Pineapple Express. So it's a warm rain that comes from Hawaii. Uh, the jet stream comes down, it, it gets into the Pacific, and it brings us warm rain. And and I like it because <clears throat> when it happens, we get what we call a flush. In other words, there's so much water coming down that it just kind of flushes all the bad stuff out of the atmosphere. It cleans the roads. 
and it teaches people how to drive again. Not familiar with Sacramento, we have the worst drivers in the nation. And then when you add the rain, they're really bad. And so it's it's kind of fun to watch on one hand. Um, the size of this storm coming in was about the size of West Virginia when it started and probably double that midday on Sunday. And along with some record breaking, our ski resorts here are going to open this weekend, which is the earliest they've opened in 36 years. Um, let's see, we had the record set in Sacramento for most rain. And uh, we've been dealing with a drought out here. Um, I work for a water treatment plant and it dumped a billion gallons of water in the reservoir known as Folsom Lake, where we draw our water from. And that is a huge, huge deal to help out. But I like the fact that it was a flush. I've been asking the Eagle to flush this place as much as it wants for as long as it wants since the day it got here. <laughs> so we're not yeah, on the same page. <laughs> no, we're not. Well, Mark, don't Mar get the, the news that uh, Jasmine po posted that uh, all the newspapers are saying you still have a major drought and there's fires all over the place. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> um, and we can we can chalk some of those up to Southern California. If you if you take a look at the news reports over the last oh that were on Monday and Tuesday, they started freaking out in Southern California because it was raining. Period. So there was getting to be this light mist and all the weather reporters were on the on the TV um, in their little raincoats and stuff. And it was just basically misting. And and those of us who know and you know out in Florida what it's like when it's when it's a hurricane and you would have thought it was one of those. So the, the rain shifted Monday from northern California to southern California and it still didn't put out the fires down there because there wasn't enough of it. But we, I still did notice some news stories. It seems like they're recycling some of the older news stories of the Caldor and the Dixie fire because that's been pumping out on my little alerts, my work computer. And, you know, that that's when I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> they're just, they're trying to confuse people and keep people afraid and, but we we've got the reins, I think. <laughs> well, so so they're actually putting out old information to scare people. I believe so because I've seen that come through. So the the fires are big business here because we're not allowed to do logging in the state of California. There's not allowed to be any tree cutting, clear cutting, uh, wood product work like you have in the Carolinas. Um, and it's the same thing for Oregon and Washington. But if you get a fire and you're a tree company, the government pays you to clear cut the trees and then you get to sell the trees. So you get paid twice. So a fire out here in the right area becomes a money making venture. And then what happens is if you have a, a governor that understands how to manipulate federal money, which, by the way, is our money. It's our tax money. Um, he's hoping for the fires because then he gets to declare a state of emergency. 
And once he does that, you get more federal money. The problem that we have, too, is that you get a lot of contractors that will show up and they'll try to clean up the fire areas and try to rebuild the homes. But the infrastructure is missing because it gets damaged in the fire. The power lines, the water lines, uh, the reservoirs um, all get damaged. And so that's going to take federal money and you've got a really long rebuilding period. But you have a lot of contractors that would really like to make some quick money. So it's a it's a very hairy economic game, but it's not a pleasant experience if you're one of the people that's been displaced by the fire or live in the fire area. Why people today? Well, um, we were supposed to get out of the depression thing from from Jan's show. And this is like another one of those, are you kidding me? Because of, see, that's where I, we come in and we say, I like the flush. Because I believe that the flush takes away the toxin, toxins. And the flush takes away some of the stuff and it, and, it, and it gets everything back to life again. So if the fire's out and the flush happens, I'm feeling a lot better and so is everybody else because it's reminding us that Mother Nature is still in charge. So you you got to feel good about that. Well, with a little help from the Eagle system. Right. <laughs> and remember, Mark um, put an intention in the Eagle to help the farmers, to get water to the farmers. Yasmin, you remember that? Yes. Well, let's not get that Yeah, well. <laughs> what did he but, say? What did he mumble? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to talk about the food problems out here. Oh, oh, oh. So, no, we don't want to talk about food problems anywhere. No, but really we're going to get a rich depression. Let's, let's yeah. say, yes, it did help the farmers. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We helped the farmers. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, so, Walt, what, what, what's your take on it? What, what do you you have to say about it? I'm sure you have some ob- observations. About the, uh, the eagle in California? Yeah, well, about the whole thing, you know. Whatever you no, want to say, I don't care what you want to talk about. But To me, it makes perfect sense because this is human consciousness working with, you know, an etheric device. And uh, above all, it's etheric devices run by the Shungite. You, you you started, what, four or five years ago, started with the Shanghai, and the, the first thing that was different about Shanghai compared to everything else was its level of sentience. I mean, I did tests and experiments which prove um, you gave me the principles that I used, and because of the things you taught me is that I, I'm the one who, uh, doing tests, found how... Uh, organ flow in the wire gets it's faster than electricity how the coils would get cold when making a circuit with the, the shungite so we we started learning and learning and going on and one and once we had devices that were now being powered by the shungite or being enabled by the shungite uh and we have we started learning how they were reacting and responding to human consciousness like for example uh with the uh, shanghai spirit spiral for example the first <laughs> the, the first time uh, i think it was 
I don't I don't remember his first name. Uh, um, uh, Stephanie's sister, the one who put the the spiral inside her uh, bra, and she had a a freezer burn on her skin because of that, because the thing to turn on, and in response to you know asking it to turn on and not aware of what's going on, so that's when we started this journey of uh, discovery and learning, nonstop learning, because every day was something new to deal with. Um, so this this is a culmination of all that learning, is that the, anything enabled and being run by the, the Shanghai is going to respond to human thought. And in fact, it's a... Um, I don't remember if I mentioned this to you before. No, I it was I was in a conversation with somebody else. Is that um, we could not be where we are in in all of this learning and all of this unless we had had the Shanghai to give us back our energy to to deal with this. Because when when I f first met you and and started experimenting with the Shanghai. One of the things that I became aware of uh, with with my dowsing was, okay, what is the quality of the energy of the AC power coming into our homes? Negative. What is the quality of the energy of the the chemical energy in the natural gas? Negative. What is the quality of the energy in the water coming to the house? Negative. So I'm thinking, okay, all everything surrounding us is saturated with negative energy. When are we going to get out of this? We we have to get into a positive energy state in order to do something useful. And that's why I started making the different devices to address that, address the energy in the gas, address the energy in the water, address the energy in the power. And once we did that and changed the energy surrounding us into a positive constructive energy, you know, like Nancy, likes to say biocompatible now we were okay now we're ready to get some serious work done and i think this is a uh, in a way it's a combination of that is that yes this is what you get where you of course your attitude has everything you're in a positive state of of mind you you are sure and you're confident and you know it can be done so you do it it's not like because we can't be halfway on these things is it's not like you can okay i'm gonna try this maybe it'll work i know this lady who does this and no no you have to know it inside you 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 have to have that feeling of certainty inside you okay this does work it works why because i want it to work why there's no reason it shouldn't work I mean, am I waiting for an authority from the government or somebody outside of me to tell me, oh, no, don't try this. It's not good. No, no, this is this is our time. This is I mean, we're not in vain. We are having this experience with the whole planet, with all with the the whole concept of world governments. And we are we are having this experience where we are being given a choice. Okay, or you claim your sovereignty and realize how sovereign you are, that you have to consent to the things you don't like for them to do anything with you, affect you, or you 
give up and go back to the old ways of just being uh, an, an obedient little servant. No, that's not that's not it. We are not going back to that old reality. I don't care how cushy it was. I don't, I don't care how successful you were, how much pleasure you had, how much enjoyment you had. No, that nobody wants to go back to that old reality. And the people that have are are in the middle of this experience. Yes, I, I understand this whole business of the fear of of the vaccination and everything. Well, it even even that's reaching ahead where people are waking up. Like in on Facebook, I I saw somebody posted a photo of a letter written in Washington State to the um, the Teamsters Union, to some organization that which is like the main something something they they give the number and I I'm sorry I'm a terrible head for numbers uh, the uh, the main I guess the, it would be the main chapter of the Teamsters Union and what they're saying is that they are not going to accept any kind of mandates for employment that you have to get you know jabbed in order to be able to preserve your job no they don't they do not agree with that. They they won't. They are not going to consent with that, and they're backing up all their union members against that. So you, it's 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 once it starts, you're, there's no way to stop it. It's it's like this. It's like these storms. And once they started, they they they, they didn't stop until the, all the fire stopped. Right now, there's it's my understanding that officially officially. There are no wildfires in California, or are they still pushing that uh, that scenario? Because for, with all the storms and everything, I, I mean, there's no way we, unless you it's an uh, it's an, uh, a man-made fire. Well, the, the, this thing is with the mandate is happening because the, the the most obvious thing is that I hope somebody has taken the time and to look at the wording on on all this stuff mandates are not considered law. When you have a law in the books and you're not following that law, you're in violation, okay, you're breaking the law. So you either get arrested or you have to pay a fine because you're doing something against the law. But right now there is no law, it's just mandate. Mandate requires compliance. If there is no compliance, well, good luck on the mandate, but if there's not compliance, the, nobody is forced to do anything. People hear the word mandate and they think, oh, we, we're, we're being forced. We don't have a choice. We, you have to go because you have. No, no, you don't have to go. You're given a choice. You comply, yes or no. So the, that's the first step. I guess people have, need to be educated, please. <laughs> well, well, the the the, pro- the problem comes in that the the companies are making it <clears throat> having having uh they fire you. You you okay, you don't want to do it, go. It's no law, there's no law, there's no federal law. He never made a law, otherwise it would be before the Supreme Court. They're well, sitting there si- the, well, even if they're threatening you with fire you. I mean, uh, this lady Janine she had a very a very useful recommendation for people that ha- are facing that situation in their jobs she says quite simply instead of refusing flat out just go to your employer and you present them she she gave a link to the document um, you present them a, uh, you give them a letter 
that yes, you 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 agree to it, but you need your your you know your authority, whoever is responsible at your job. You sign me this legal document guaranteeing that my if if anything should happen to me, everybody in my family is covered for some for I don't know ten years. So that if anything happens to me, my family are covered and protected for 10 years. So they don't have a problem with, uh, they're not losing the house, they have everything, they're being taken care of for the next 10 years. And she says, nobody, no employer in their right mind is going to agree to something like that. So that's, that's that's one way to hold back that mandate. Because okay, uh, yeah, you signed this. I have no problem getting. Ah, ah, okay, we'll get back to you. (laughs) You have to play their game in in that sense. Or you want a mandate? Okay, but you signed me this document guaranteeing all these things. If anything, even if I get a cold. Or you can, or or you can come down to Florida (laughs) because the governor of Florida is not allowing mandates in the state of Florida. Um, Where 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 I want to go next? Where I want to go to right now, Yasmin, is um, you, you, okay, we have talked about Spooky 2 and the resonators and um, the fact that it's energy healing. You actually went and got one, and I would like to know what your experience was, is with it. Oh, yes, of course. So um, I got that basic kit, the, uh, the XM generator. And I did the 11-day detox of the terrain protocol, um, and I did that on the remote setting. So putting that into plain English for people that don't know the setup, um, it's basically um, the remote setting is you can use any part of your DNA, but uh, fingernail clippings are the best. And um, because they last the longest and then you just put those in the paper and you put them in the little um, cartridge for the remote setting. And then because I still have silver fillings in my mouth, there's three different terrain detox protocols. So there's the first one. If you don't have the silver fillings in your mouth, that'll um, also take out the mercury. So, um, all heavy metals, but if you still have fillings in your mouth, then you need to do the terrain minus the mercury because you don't want to leach the mercury out of your fillings while doing your detox. That would not be good. <laughs> so I did the terrain minus mercury for 11 days on remote. So I was able to set it up. So because it runs on remote, you don't really have to sit there in front of it or anything it just you can go about your business Um, I did make an effort to drink a lot more water than I normally did to kind of flush things out and I didn't change my diet too much but I will say that I I kind of had a tendency away from certain foods because they simply weren't tasting as good. Um, And I don't know if that's because, you know, with everything going on, that 
the actual quality of food now. They've companies may have changed their formulations and they're just not as tasty as they were before. Or if it actually was the rifing, like I can remember eating an it's it years ago and I I love those things. But I we bought some and I had one and I was like, you know, this the chocolate tastes like wax. And the ice cream isn't flavorful. The cookie isn't flavorful. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I really don't even want to eat this right now. So, so whatever and, chemistry was letting you have a specific taste is is being uh, flushed from your system. Yeah. So but, whatever you're tasting wasn't natural because otherwise it wouldn't, you know, cleaning your system wouldn't have an impact, an impact unless you know so much with a issue with the processed food is the stuff they put in it is is so far from natural <laughs> it, it, sometimes it's difficult to tell what, what is it that what am i eating like uh when they did a uh they did a, a question for the tarot on the for example all this all hollywood uh not hollywood uh halloween uh can candy they were asking questions about that and when they when they did the 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 casting on it all the halloween candy has human remains in it it's not just candy so all all the halloween candy is contaminated yeah well and i know my friend ashley who's here right now she actually works in for a company that does food processing so she had brought up a point where sometimes if something happens by accident, like somebody's hair or fingernails gets in the food, it will register as having human remains, but that wasn't necessarily intentional. But um, yeah, it's, it's an, I, I thought about your dowsing and I was thinking, well, maybe we should start being a little bit more specific and see if it was intentional, but Either way, maybe you don't, if you can just avoid the processed food to begin with, maybe you don't want yeah. some fingernail in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, no, is the, the thing is that it's it's not going to, remember, not everybody working in a processing plant is involved in this. Whoever is on the top, maybe one or two people know what goes in there and nobody's the wiser. They don't, they don't let anybody, just because you work there doesn't mean you're going to be uh, you you have to leave, I guess you have to be a sworn member of the cabal to be part of that loophole. Why would they be putting human stuff in anything? What what is the point of this? Do you ever watch the movie Soylent Green? <laughs> oh God, yes. It's a it, uh, Nancy. What happens is it's the agreement thing. Remember the contract thing with the agreement? I know, but I mean, it still doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Explain it again so that people can understand it. Because it, it, it's considered a form of agreement. If you're consuming, you are, you're not made aware. Um, the, the, first off, they, they thumb their nose at the rules. You know that for a fact. And like, for example, they were, uh, they, the ladies were asking the cars today if the Halloween celebration is some kind of, it's us agreeing 
to their rituals because the the ritual on the 31st is is the equivalent of christmas for them is that's when they do their sacrifices and all the other crap so when we are celebrating halloween by dressing up and doing scary things and watching scary movies and and, and going instead of supporting life you know it's all the things that support death are we in agreement and the answer that the cards gas was a resounding yes you are agreeing to this even though you think it's all innocent fun it isn't you are actually celebrating a celebration of death so they are actually drawing on that energy and you know they exploit us like cattle they use our energy for their stuff so, so we're agreeing to what specifically the things that they do that they take human life to celebrate their their you know it's also a satanic cult rituals and halloween for them is is the highest uh, part of the year oh. that's when they, they they do all the human sacrifices and everything so by us celebrating uh halloween by dressing up and eating, you know, first there's, there's abuse, sense abuse, because you're eating so much tons of crap. And, and all the movies, which add to the fear factor, which they, you know they love, that they need fear energy. So we are consenting. We are not 100% sure what we are consenting to, but by doing these things, we are consenting to the celebration which is theirs it's not our celebration the autumn should be like a celebration of harvest you know the bounty that the earth gives you not death but you know we don't know any better because this is the way that we were raised so by putting human remains in the food and us agreeing to eating that food you know it's still it's supporting their agenda so that remember all their energy that they use to control us comes from us because we are agreeing to the stuff we are agreeing to the things that they offer we think that it's all good innocent fun it's delicious it's whatever and we um, um and we keep agreeing because we don't know any better nobody wasn't there was nobody there to warn us at the time but that that's why what's happening now it's happening because it, it's time it's time that whatever's happening now is happening because people are waking up a lot of people don't like the idea of waking up they it it scares the bejesus out of them because what are they waking up to oh my god i'm waking up to a nightmare well no you're waking up from the nightmare now what comes is the change <laughs> yeah. yeah and and a good thing to keep in mind i think is that all their power going back to what you were saying all is comes from us i mean it's our fear that they feed off of it's our anger that they feed off of if we don't sink into those emotions and divide ourselves then they really they've got nothing well look about it uh for example um you notice by, by now all of you have noticed how uh, when you used to believe newspapers or you used to believe the news, uh, 99.9% of the news, whether it's in the newspaper, it doesn't matter what what sphere of human activity, but most news were downright negative. Yes. There was, is, there's no money in positive news. 
they, they, don't, they don't get it because when when somebody, in fact, uh, uh, when I saw the documentary on uh, the books of Anastasia, the ringing cedars of uh, of Russia, the presenter brought up a good point: is uh, history remembers. Uh, uh, you know what was um, what was the name of that German doctor? Who went to Africa? Um, he uh, he was involved, I think, in the discovery of penicillin. Was it? Um, he was a doctor. He went to Peter Salk. No, no, the other, uh, another one. It's uh, he's well known. He, he was a doctor. And Schwartz. He went to the, uh, that's the one. That's the one. Uh, a lot of people, you know, rem- or history remembers Schwartz as like a humanitarian, blah, 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 and all of that. And nobody realizes the things that he wrote. And what he wrote, you know, it tells you right off the bat this this was a member of the cabal. Because when he wrote about the black man, for example, he said we have to find ways of making the black man need us. Because when you look at the black man and his life with with his environment, he doesn't need anything. He he doesn't need to work to do because every nature gives him everything, food, shelter, everything. He doesn't need anything. So they had to invent, make him need stuff. We have to offer him things that only we can offer, and that he and that we have to convince him that he he has to, he can't do without. So you're reading this and you say, oh my God. Schwartz was he he was the one who 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 wrote this yeah he wrote how the black man he was a free man and he didn't need anything from the white man so they had to come up with ways and and sell him things and convince him that he, he couldn't be happy or satisfied unless he had these essential things which are in in uh you know it's imperative that you have these things in your life because you, you you can't do without when in reality they never needed anything. So if if the black man in Africa is today poor or whatever is, is happening with his with their life, it, it was made that way. It's not an accident. You know, the black black people didn't need anything. They obviously didn't need the manipulation, but that's that's what they're the victims of, of all this manipulation that they didn't know that they were being manipulated. And, you know, history is the witness to to all of that stuff. OK, um, <clears throat> we sort of r- r- rambled away from um, the, the spooky, too. Um, Sorry. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It was good information, but I want to go back to it because I don't want to lose that train. Now you said that you were. Did you buy the three hundred dollar one or the nine hundred dollar one? Yes, man. The three hundred dollar one. Okay, and that Me has a, that has a remote con, remote remote air ability on it. The yes, if you get the kit. So it's a it's a beginner's kit, and it has um, it has everything you need to hook up the remote. It has, and if you also want to do the contact. Uh, one as well, so you yeah, I've got I've got a promo up with all the pieces in it, but I wanted to make it clear to the uh, to the listener who might be again new to this. Um, 
Walt, the second one, the one that is the $900 one, what does that have that the, the first one doesn't have? What did you explain to me about that? Um, that has the, um, digi- uh, the sample digitizer. What it does is, for example, uh, when if you're doing the feedback method, which is uses a, a, a device that plugs into, the, into a USB port, and the on the other end, uh, either you clip it to your the lobe, your earlobe, or you clip it to a fingertip. And what it does, it's looking at your at your heart rate, and it uses the heart rate to def, to define what frequencies you are needing. With the other device, it has uh, the uh, sample digitizer, and what you do is you, have, you between two plates. You have to put a sample of your DNA, whether it could be a drop of blood, which you actually don't need to bleed, because you can also use a drop of your saliva between the plates. And what it's doing is that it's it's that's replacing you. So it's like you're putting a since you're putting a piece of your active DNA in the machine, it's doing the same feedback, but without without uh, looking at your heart rate. It's looking at at the uh, the what do you call it? The uh, energy in your in your living sample that you had just put in the machine. So you, the machine can do the whole thing, the whole feedback thing, uh, without you being present. And that would include uh, long distance. With you oh, know, of you, course. You, if I sent you my saliva, <laughs> you you could do it for me too. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. So, but what happens if Doctor Formento steals your DNA? Ah, oh, ha, ha, ha! I know, I know. I said that. I'm not going to do it. I'd rather buy my own machine. I don't want my DNA out there. <laughs> um, so, um, that that now that's all based on enterology, which is you know the, <clears throat> the study of energy it comes from uh, Doctor Reif back in the 30s. All right, and now they've just improved on it. They got new computers. It's all computer. It's tra- transmister. It's not these big cathode tubes. It's these transmisters, transmis, transmitters. Jeez, and so it, it's just another way of taking charge of your own healing and your own life. The same concepts that are going into this are the same concepts when you're talking about the eagle. <clears throat> they differ slightly because of the purpose and because of the construction, but it's all energy. It's energy at work, and you know. Um, well, the, the eagle is far superior <clears throat> because uh, these things are limited by their programming. Yes, I mean, they have to be programmed. With the eagle, there is no such limitation because uh, it's like, for example, when you are, when, let's say, you have a, a Shanghai spirit spiral, and, and you're using it for, like, for example. Dali uses her spiral, let's say, for a headache. Dali doesn't need to know what's the frequency that the spiral needs to pulse at. All she has, all she needs to do is just tell it what it, she needs. It's the Shanghai that makes the, that determination. So right. in that sense, this is superior to even the spooky because the spooky, for it to do what it does, it has to be told. You have to tell it, okay, this this is the frequency, you know. Now, let me, this is the frequency and this is the waveform you're going to use. Uh, that's not a limitation in Shanghai. Shanghai already knows 
it's just waiting to be told or waiting to be asked rather. Sorry, you, interrupt, no, no. Um, so, Yasmin, let me ask you: um, Have you worked with the eagle as a uh, in other ways other than just weather manipulation? Because it it has the ability to do so much more. We just see we're we're experimenting with this stuff. We're, we're trying to learn what it can do. And uh, you know what what insights have you gotten? Well, I I have been sending out some intentions with it just to kind of bring balance back to the area. Um, nothing too specific, but, you know, when Gavin Newsom, our governor, was really, you know, coming down on these mandates and he, he's he been passing some trucking uh, legislation, so we're basically not going to have any diesel engines in the state of California because... Uh, he wants the entire state to go all electrical motors, which um, that that could be about a six-hour conversation. <laughs> Still, the problems that's they're doing problem. the same in Canada, getting rid yeah. of the diesel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that kind of harpooned Bob's little side project that he was working on, unfortunately, but. Um, yeah, so I was basically sending out some intentions for it's just like, okay, come on, you know, something's we we need some wins, we need some more balance to the area because people are losing their jobs. Um, you know, it, it's not pretty, and um, th- these are people who want to work. These aren't the people that sat on unemployment for over a year. These are people who want to keep their jobs and that are good employees. And these are the people you want to get rid of just because they have a personal belief that they should be able to choose what they put in their body. And so... People who want to live. Yeah. (laughs) And and not be... And not be, uh, what was it, you know, Jan's, at the end of Jan's show, she said, you know, somebody was saying, you know, death is, is not that bad if you're together and intact, but if you go over and you're, you're part human, part robot, you know, this is not a good thing. It's like, no. all right, you know. No. But uh, listen, when we come back, I really hope Bob's not going to walk out again because I really want to hear what he's doing because I was so impressed with his ability to really bring in the the concept of being at one with nature and in the things that can happen and uh, what he does so is he going to be okay with that yeah yeah he's right here oh i'm here <laughs> oh good i because I, I mean we haven't even had you in the conversation all right we're going to take uh just under three minute break it's Billy Falcon and his sleeping giant, and it just seems to be the theme st- song that we need to shout to everybody wake up and don't woke up, wake up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and welcome back to the Say What Show. It's October 30th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, Yasmin West, and Bob. And, well, Ashley's listening live with them. But Bob, is uh, is your name West? Or, I mean, because I just keep calling you Bob. <laughs> I don't know if you just want me to call you Bob or you want me to call you something else. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're married, so it's okay. It's Bob, Bob West. West. All right, I yeah. figured that, but I figured I better, you know, 
confirm it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You I, ran to the restroom. He'll, he'll be right back. <laughs> okay, okay. No, he can take his time. We're good to cover for people. Um, is there any, like, when you when you use it, do you feel like you are detoxing? Do you feel like this machine is helping you out? Definitely. Um, so as I was going through the detox, my energy levels were kind of up and down, up and down. Um, but I, I wasn't being super strict with my diet. So maybe that could have accounted for it. But I did notice like a lot. I, um, I certain, was starting to develop quite a bit of arthritis. And that seemed to have really helped my joints through this detox. And so I haven't gone to the next step of doing the, um, I guess, the biofeedback scan and then doing some of the healing protocols. But I definitely did feel a difference from the detox. And the the food, just I, I wanted to eat good food. Like, like uh, I'm growing a garden and usually, you know, I, I might eat one salad a day. But, you know, no, I wanted a salad at every meal. And um, it definitely... I, I'm sure it had an impact because I've never turned my nose up at an it's it before. <laughs> that was a first, <laughs> but it, it really did taste pretty disgusting. So, you know, I had I, I, I've had gardens here and, and that, that sort of thing, but I haven't for a long time because. I swear the chemtrails or something were taking effect. I just wasn't getting... I, I used to be able to grow the most amazing tomatoes, and all of a sudden I couldn't grow anything, you know? And um, But just recently I started thinking about it again. You know, it, it is, it's like this feeling inside of me that I need to have fresh-grown, even if it's just one type of thing like kale or something easy, you know? And, and I, I was kind of like... Oh, this is interesting because I'm, I'm, every time I turn around, I'm getting somebody telling me that they're making a garden. You know, that they're thinking about doing their own thing. That, you know, it's like this may be a trending uh, concept of let's get back to the basics. You know, you, right now we've got so many amazing ways of hydroponically and other ways of growing in little spaces, an amazing assortment of, of different, you know, basically your vegetables. And yet we don't do it. It's too much work. It's Well, it's not too much work if you look at it and you go, you can grow this stuff in your house under your own control in as pure and as shungite an environment as you can get, or you can get whatever might be in the food that is at the grocery store. You know, then it becomes like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right there. You know, it's like... I don't know what I'm getting there, but I do know what I'm getting out of my own garden. So maybe yeah, it's trending. And, yeah, we, and we make an effort to buy organic when we can, but it is expensive. And now I hear that, you know, there's ways they can cut corners there too. So if it comes out of your own backyard, you know what you put in it, and it's a good feeling. Well, there's a, you know, he, Walt mentioned Anastasia, and she says that if you take the seeds and you put them in your mouth for, I don't know, not very long, 10 minutes or something, right, Walt? That what? Something, yeah, something fast, like five minutes or yeah, so. That the seeds themselves will remember your DNA and actually 
manufacture something that matches you energetically more than somebody else. Wow. What did Bob no. say? Oh. <laughs> he, he was wondering if it was Anastasia Romanoff. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing, though. So Bob is, but, a, you guys aren't familiar with her? The the ringing uh, the cedar ringing is, cedars of, of Ru- Russia ringing cedars of Russia of Russia. You're not familiar with that those series of books? No. Oh, this is an amazing story because this woman. This I'm going to make it really nutshelly, but this guy runs into a woman up in the Siberian area of Russia, who is like. A magical. It's in my opinion, she's probably a personification of Gaia herself. And there's a series of uh, nine books that Walt and I actually we read them and then did book reviews for about nine weeks. <laughs> you know, every we we did it. It's, well, it's not up on YouTube anymore because I've been. Not only has my station been completely taken down, but I'm prohibited from ever getting on YouTube again. They didn't like me. Um, so <clears throat> that's not up there, but we're finding alternatives, and we will get that back up because it was just such an eye-opener about how easy it is to immerse yourself back into the you know, the way of being in one with nature like Walt was referencing the Africans. They're one with nature, so nature just keeps giving you whatever you need. But if you try to control nature, well, she's going to come back and bite you in one way or another. And if you're a bad person trying to control it, then that's your end to everything else. So, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what are the titles of the books? We should probably look into that. Um, actually... I bet if you do a search on Google, you could find them. Not, I'm, I'm like, not sure like about put, that. Yeah. I'm not sure if about that. If you put in the Cedar's name, it wouldn't bring them up? No, because they sell yeah. it off of their own. Do they sell them on Amazon? Because they were selling them yeah. out of... Oh, okay. Yeah, they do. Oh, all right. Um, I'll give you... I'll put a link in it so that people can get to the to the books. They're... It's a di- but the uh, concept of of their work with children was really really neat. They they have she has this whole concept of how you, how you raise children and work with children, and out of that, Putin was actually involved in some of the concepts that were brought out in this because it was not just. Oh yes, I'm going to go out and talk to the to the flowers. No, this is an integration of nature and in the way that you do things to be at one with nature. And when it came to the children, they set up a school that was run by the kids. So the uh, you know the ter- parents and teachers they were there as expert in you know where you could find out information, but all they would do is work with what the children were saying they needed, saying they wanted. And they really let the kids learn by doing. 
And they actually built their own schools, the buildings. The kids did. It was like, well, we're going to need a new building to do this. Well, how would you do that? Well, let's see. And they'd figure it out. And if they came into some kind of a question about this, that, or the other thing, you know, there were people that knew more than they did and would, you know, help them. But never tell them how to do it, you know. Give them a way to do it. Because you limit their ability of being uh, innovative. Yeah, well, that's the way you do it, but I just did it this way. Much easier, right? Oh, yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, it's, well, it's fascinating. You know, for, as a sidebar on that, we, we talk about our educational system today, and we talk about the, uh, the influence of the Internet and other things involved with the raising of children. And far be it for me to tell somebody how to raise their kid. I, th- I do believe that, you know, parents should take an active opportunity and participate in the schools. But the kids, when I grew up, because we didn't have all this other input, you know, in the evenings, we went out, formulated our own games, uh, created our own social structure structures, um, played till mom called us back in. And I can't remember a single kid ever being upset or hurt other than maybe by the bigger kid that said you weren't strong enough. I mean, that was about the worst thing we faced. But nowadays, we've eliminated the opportunity for kids to get together. And one of the things that's happened with COVID is we've not only eliminated the opportunity for kids to get together, which propelled the suicide rate in the United States to numbers that are just unbelievable, but we've done the same thing with ourselves and others where we distanced everybody at work and we distanced, you know, the people that were serving us food and getting us gas and the people on the farms to the point now where half of us, and I'm not saying the people here necessarily, but I mean, half the people on the planet have forgotten how to be civil and how to talk to each other. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And the more we isolate ourselves from the rest of ourselves, we don't know our own power. I mean, that's that's what they that's what they're trying to get to. Isolate, you know, what's what's the theme? You know, divided we fall, united we stand. Right. They're trying to destroy that concept of unified action because you both got the same kind of a a a, a a concept of what you need to do you know it's um it's forcing humanity to to, be, to stand up and be human again and yeah. you know as bad as it is you're right yasmin that you've got people all over the world that are coming together to say this that and the other i guess it was walt that was referencing that but you know to to, to fight this thing and that thing and uh, so you have to be, I mean, I I can remember when nobody was awake, <laughs> you know, before the internet. I'm walking around going like, am I the only person that can see this? What is the matter with you people? Because there weren't even books on the subject, you know. I mean, I was writing a book that I was told by one of the biggest publishers in the United States would never be published in the United States. Because it gave too much information about reality. And, but I figured, oh, okay, and then the internet comes along. 
And boom, all of a sudden you find out there were a whole bunch of other people just like me. Am I the only person? No. But now we got the Internet. And um, we I guess, you know, every, <clears throat> there's always something that comes along that no matter how downtrodden we are, it's like, here, this will level the playing field. And I say that about Shungite all the time. But the Internet leveled the playing field. Now, it took them a while to figure out how to try to stop us with all the censoring. But that's not working either. That's blowing up in their faces. Because you got, like, Rumble, okay? Rumble, it, when, it, when, when I started knowing I was going to get killed in YouTube, <laughs> I said, all right, let's go. I went out to Rumble and Brighton and uh, uh, the other one. I forget what it's called. But all three of them had their own issues to the point that I couldn't work them. They, they, I just couldn't load up as many, you know, eight, eight shows a week. I couldn't get them up there. Was taking too long. There was too many problems. I'd have to reload. Re oh, it was making me crazy. So I said, "I'm walking away from this." Now, the person that I had the most ad admiration for was the guy that was owning up Rumble, because he's just a nice guy that was a techie that put together Rumble in order to make it a uh, level the playing field, because YouTube was always trying to force you into a certain pattern of things he already knew that and i heard him interviewed and it was like just at the time that you know everybody was jumping from youtube or being forced off of youtube and looking other places including his site um and he was like well, i don't think i want to do this this is crazy you know but i think he got on board because now i just heard that they they're launching it seems to be a website um platform a service platform to protect people like me who, you know, I'm sure if it goes bad that the, eventually I'll be knocked off of my own website. So um, there's a lot of things that are happening technologically. It's forcing companies to become com com competitive to YouTube and to Facebook. Facebook's now going to change its name to Meta. Instead of saying Facebook, we're going to be saying Meta. Now think of that. Facebook. Think of the energy when you say it. Facebook. Now say meta. Oh, I'll be off. Weird. As soon as they do that, I'm out of there. That, that energy is so dirty. Unbelievable. Energetically, in my opinion. Everything in my body, when I say the word, just goes, yeah! Like that. <laughs> well, Nancy, I, I just... I want to interject maybe a different perspective. Um, you know, I I do get a little bit down sometimes when we hit roadblocks and it looks like the dark side's, you know, doing some, something new to make us stumble. But after a while, I when I have time to think about it, you know, it's, it, it's teaching us to be better. It's teaching us to come up with more solutions and think out of the box and to be nimble on our feet. And, you know, they step this way, we, we pivot. And it's really making us stronger and better, smarter, um, more connected to source, to the divine, um, just better 
people in every imaginable way. And if, if you can get out of the, the viewpoint of all the negative and just kind of look at this stuff as challenges, you know, that you can start to kind of view them as gifts because they're, they're making us level up. And once everybody kind of comes on board with that and is able to get to a certain point where they're very adept at making changes in reality, just like that. Well, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's forcing a wonderful world. <laughs> it's forcing us to step into our own humanity. That's what they're trying to do. They're afraid of humanity. Yeah. Also, Jasmine just stumbled on the most, on the most simple solution to the new reality. Because how many times have I been, have I told you that people, so many people spend time and money and energy trying to fix what's wrong. And I keep repeating myself. There's nothing wrong with the old reality. It's it's running perfectly because it's designed to do exactly what it's doing. Controlling people, reducing every, you know, everything about it. It's to control people, use them, exploit them. Let's face it. We are a little better than cattle in their eyes. Only they matter in their eyes. Correct? So, quite simply, since there's nothing wrong with the old systems, whatever is in the old system, it's, it's the stuff that we don't have to use and we don't, and we don't, and we have to change. So like, like Jasmine says, uh, in a way they're teaching us what not to do, what, what, what not to follow, what philosophy not to follow, what not to do and, and whatever, whatever doesn't work, how it needs to be changed. If, if, Something that you're looking at, some system or some mechanism or whatever it is, it's coming at you from the old system. You know it doesn't work because whatever was set up in the old ways is meant to control you. Remember in the last show you were talking about, um, I think you were talking about with Dali about some rule or some law or regulation. I think you were also mentioning sing something about the constitution and i said and i said to you well whatever it is okay just put it through the filter and see okay does this regulation or rule uh it does it reinforce your sovereignty does it respect your sovereignty is it meant to make you happy and satisfied or is it <laughs> just just look at it, what it's doing and how it's doing it, and then you know. If you if this is, is, is this something that belongs to the old reality? Therefore, we have to, you know, do away with it, or is this supposed to be going into the new reality? Because it, it, the new reality, like uh, we were, what we were just saying about the news, they they don't focus on positive news. <laughs> well, because I want to. That's the energy that they want. I want to, is, did Bob ever get back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here. yeah, he's here. <laughs> okay, Bob, w would you please tell me what it is that you do? What it is I do for a full time check, or what it is I do that, that doesn't pay me hardly at all? <laughs> Probably hardly at all. <laughs> so, 
So I have tried to involve myself for the last 20 odd years in projects that make sense for the environment, but also pay out for the customers. So that could be remediation of waste products turned into a new usable product. That could be the elimination of techniques like sewage processing, where they were spreading um, sewage on fields to use it as a fertilizer, whereas I knew things like HRTs and other parts were going through the systems and being applied to our food chain. It could also be in the case of working with this diesel technology where we added hydrogen to the fuel stream and eliminate the emissions on diesel engines to make them more viable. Um, so I get involved in this. I've worked on waste energy projects using municipal waste to make energy. I've worked on solar thermal projects where we use the sun to heat oil and that oil goes through a machine which creates energy out of it. So we didn't have solar panels. Um, and the reasons why I've, I've been involved in all this is because somebody gave me the opportunity to learn about it early on and into the treatment. Um, my full-time job, I'm at a water treatment plant right now, but I work for, the, work for a city, city government. I'm a drone, and I work in the wastewater and water industry. And so I see firsthand what people get rid of and what happens to it and how to avoid a lot of mistakes. And You're a drone? I'm a, I'm a government worker. I, I, I have a union. They support me. They tell me what I get paid. I, I go in and I have work orders that are assigned to me and I, and I try to do them. And then when nobody's looking, I try to approve the process. Um, and it's, it's, it's really hard because, you know, a, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, we build sewage. For example, last week we got two letters from, from individuals in our city that were upset about the water treatment plant or wastewater plant being built near their home. And what they failed to realize was that the wastewater treatment plant had been built out in the middle of nowhere 20 years before and that the homes had slowly infilled it just like they do on airports and other things and that they had moved in the neighborhood with the plant and now they wanted it moved. And, you know, you have to deal with the repercussions of your living. And, and those things are that, that we need sewage and we need garbage and we need food and we need water. And the unfortunate thing is we all breed. So <laughs> two of us get together and there's four more. And those people are going to have to live somewhere. And they're going to need food and they're going to need water. And we're not smart about where we build. We simply look around and go, oh, we want to put new houses here. And so we keep infilling and infilling and infilling. And then one day we look around and go, well, what happened to the farmland? Well, you covered it up. And that's it's the natural order of things. We were talking a little earlier, though, uh, for a moment about uh, energy and electrical energy. And solar panels are great on everybody's house, but they're limited. They only make so much. They only last so long. And they create you need a huge amount of energy and materials to make a solar panel to go on your house. And so it's great and it's green, but it's not renewable. And, you know, I look at diesel and other fuels, kerosene, you know, natural gas, whatever it happens to be. And I don't think eliminating all the oil from the planet is a good thing. 
But I don't think turning off the spigot and saying you have to do this is a good thing either. I think you need to have the alternatives first and then slowly turn off the spigot. Well, I got a story to tell you real quick here. Walt has developed something. Developed something. Walt <laughs> followed some inter- internal directions from whatever source, and he took Walt an. Walt was eight- bored. <laughs> Walt was bored. <laughs> and he took an eight-pound magnet in a. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Le- uh, Not the weight. The pull. The pull. Eight pound. Um, what was it? A like a. What would you tell me? It was a test tube, right? It was a test tube. Is that what you put yes, it in? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just you, used a plastic t- t- test tube to put the neomedium magnets inside. And then you put yeah. some shungite powder. And then you put another magnet, more shungite powder, and a magnet. And mm-hmm. you were able to detect a electric voltage? Yes, there was a difference of potential between the two the two terminals. Because uh, the... It's like I said, there are four layers of Shanghai powder. The the three magnets are acting as separators. So the two end layers are layers of powder. So I doused the polarity of the wire because all wire has polarity, a positive end and a negative end. And I used that. It's That's embedded into the powder. And I used a, a, a simple tester set in set on millivolts, and it was actually registering a voltage. I just used it for healing, but I guess if you if you worked on the structure, you could make it more usable so you can get more running power, full volts, not millivolts. Well, why aren't you doing it? <laughs> but well, I, I, I need someone like the captain to give me some you know, direct directive. Well, I just... Otherwise, I, I, interested. Well, I think Bob would be interested. You know, c- 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 well, you, know you, you say, and, and I, I mean this in, in all sincerity, um, why aren't you doing it? But the problem comes down to is, is I don't know what city you live in. I live in a, a city outside of Sacramento, and I work for another city. The city I work for has 136,000 people in it. And if I wanted to power that city day and night um, with renewable energies, I couldn't do it with wind because I couldn't put up enough windmills nearby on any stretch of land to make enough energy. I can't do it with solar because there isn't enough rooftop and there unfortunately isn't a solar sterling engine out there that functions well enough. Um, so I have to, I have to have a size, and then even if I did do it with solar or I did do it with wind, I'd have to build one heck of a car battery, um, probably the size of Milwaukee, just to store the energy so that they could operate at night when my solar panels were turned off. So, and we've talked about waste energy where we take our garbage, which has always been my favorite. We take our garbage and we gasify it, which is zero emission. And we turn that into energy, and we can do that all day long because we all make garbage, thank you very much. And it it seems to make sense. So we we talk about scale. It's one thing to talk about a city like Roseville. It's 136,000 people. 
But now we have a whole different ballgame when we're talking about San Francisco or Tampa or Miami, where we have 500,000 people. And the problem with those 500,000 people is if I take 25 of them and I elect them and I put them in a room, I can't get them to agree on anything, <laughs> let alone get 500,000 people to come and play with me. Um, you know, out here we have uh, we have a very large state. People love to drive around. And, you know, we have incentives to buy electric cars. And I think electric cars have their place. I don't think electric fire trucks have their place. I want my fire truck to get to my house very quickly. I want that engine to be able to idle as long as it possibly can to pump water onto the fire onto my house. And I know that a Tesla truck won't be able to do that. And I think we have to, we have to find ways where we use some of some things and some of another to make those equations work. And his battery, although it could sound promising, might be in millivolt, it won't power your cell phone all day long until you make it up a certain size and you have to consider what you're giving up to do that. Um, one of the scariest things I can tell you, but you hit on something too, was lithium mining is, is very, very dangerous and it's very, very destructive, but it makes a, a really good battery. And you talked earlier about chemtrails and I'm in agreement not on chemtrails, but I am on an agreement on getting rid of commercial air travel because I believe, whether they have chemtrails or not, that the exhaust from uh, commercial air travel is probably the worst thing that we can do to an environment. Yeah, Dr. Costa spoke about it in 2005, and he 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 actually spoke about the dangers because he's, he said that there was a microscopic amount of um, the exhaust from the uh, from the aircraft was saturating the atmosphere at the microscopic level so it was actually changing the chemistry of the atmosphere and he he had this idea that a, a series of, of pyramids set up alongside the you know the width of the entire country from coast to coast would have an, an effect on on the atmosphere. Uh, this is 2005, so I guess he didn't, at the time, none of us knew about the eagles, but I think the eagles can actually do that because they they would alchemize the atmosphere. They can actually get that crap off out, out of the atmosphere. Because he's, 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 he agreed with you wholeheartedly that the, the, the chemistry of the fuel was a was affecting the was affecting the properties of the atmosphere right well 30 percent of what goes into a, a jet turbine engine goes out the back as unspent fuel oh tur turbines are the most inefficient uh, mechanism there is there's so much loss in temperature that it's incredible i think that what is that what is the highest efficiency on a turbine on a rolls royce turbine is like 35 percent yeah, it could be. I, I just know that, that at least 30 to 40% of it goes out as unspent fuel. And, and when yeah. I look around, I, I ask myself this question. Can we get, can we work? And I mean, we have Zoom. We don't, we don't need to be sending people all across the country. If you want a vacation, you can take a train. Trains can be electric. They could be diesel electric, which are incredibly more efficient. 
And if you don't have the time to do it, well, maybe you have to adjust. Um, but we we need to learn learn on a planetary scale. Um, I talked to Yasmin about you know last time we moved. I said I want to I want to get rid of stuff within the house. I want to learn to exist on less. I don't need all of this. And I think that as a society, as a population of the planet, I don't believe in global warming, but I do believe that we have an effect on where we live. And the first thing you need to do is clean your own house and then start on your own city and then start working on your own country, which is what your show does. Well, that's uh, you remind me of something that uh, Dr. Costa used to say. He says, go home and clean out all your closets. All the crap is in your closets. It's not inside your closets. It's inside your head. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, had a, I had a guy at work last week. He was talking about re-engineering his world. He goes, I want to know where to start. And I said, go home and get rid of 50% of your garbage cans. And he said, well, where do I throw my garbage? I said, in the other cans. I said, you will start creating less of it because you won't have the storage. And within a week, he came back and he said, oh, my God. He says, I have less garbage in my house. I said, great. Now, now I told what you did. I said, now go to the closets. Yeah. Well, all it is is it's just a matter of becoming uh, conscious of how does the all reality function, the, the reality functions on the creation of garbage. In fact, uh, Vance Packard, uh, this uh, English author who, I don't know if he's English or Canadian, but all his books are Uh, forbidden in the U.S. and Canada, and I think in the U.K. He's the one who wrote the book, The Garbage Makers. Um, he spoke about the, uh, uh, for example, the auto industry in his book. There was a, a year, I don't know if it was 1950 something or 1960 something, that uh, there was a, like, it was a secret meeting. It was all the automakers. They got together. The purpose of the meeting was Cars are lasting too long. They have to last a, uh, less a certain amount of time, and then you have to get rid of them. So you have no choice but to go buy a new car. And at the time, remember the the DeSotos. I mean, there there are cars still running around from the time of our grandparents or great grandparents because they're so excellent that they, they don't wear down, they don't break down. Uh, where a modern car lasts, you're lucky if you get two two good useful years of use because after that you have to start changing parts constantly because everything breaks down, and and that was by design. It's not even natural. They did it on purpose because they made money from forcing you to get parts. If you don't, if you're not going to replace that car, you have to start fixing fixing it. So you have to. So that that was actually something by design, and and his books, like I said, all his books are forbidden in the English-speaking world, and uh, that was the book that my father had in Argentina. It was called The Garbage Makers. It was Ben Speckard. You uh, you bring up an interesting point about the existence of people and the things that they have. And it, it goes with government, it goes with schooling, it goes with relationships, and it definitely goes with buying things. You know, we bought a vacuum cleaner a couple years ago, and of course it broke. And so they're cheap, 60 bucks, so we went and bought another one. 
if that vacuum cleaner was $400, I'd want to get five or six years out of it. And so it, it used to be that we built things to last and we built things to be proud of them. And now we seems like people build things for us just long enough, the last just long enough, so they won't tick us off. <laughs> because yeah. if it was any less, we'd all be showing up with pitchforks and, and axe handles demanding a better vehicle. But because it's it's just within the window of our tolerance, we'll take it. <laughs> well, you remember the story of the Huffy bicycles? Huffy was a oh, such yeah. a... An incredible name in bicycles. I mean, you could you could uh, actually ride around in your grandfather's half huffy bike, and it was running just fine. Then they saw they moved the company to China. Now you're lucky if the, if your kid can use it for two years at the most. Oh yeah, because it falls apart. Yeah. So everything was by design. So okay, that's your design, but my design is going to be different. So that's why. We don't have a choice. We have to build the reality that we want. We have to get off our keister and, okay, let's get busy. Let's where, How do we want this? Because they're not going to build it for us. Their, their system works for them, obviously. <laughs> well, you know, you know this, this is an odd thing because you got people who go to Walmart all the time, okay, to buy cheap stuff. Well, it doesn't last as long, but it's cheap. And because it's cheap, you keep turning it over more and more and more because it's running off too. So if you get companies that build quality stuff that lasts, you don't need to buy all this stuff. It's almost like they're feeding an addiction. You need more and more and more and more to replace the stuff that's going bad faster and faster and faster. You know, it's it's a mind game, too. Well, that's also, I, I totally agree with you when you say feeding an addiction, because uh, those relatives that I know exist, but I haven't seen them in over a decade, because it, that would be, that's impossible. Uh, they, they're, like you say, they're addic addicted. They'll walk into a store. First off, they, at the time, I knew that they had this this thing where, they would estimate how much money they wanted to spend. But they were just plans because as soon as they walk in the store, all those plans disappeared. They, they go up in smoke and they just go crazy buying things, uh, toys for the kids, whatever they see that they like. Oh, they look at these boots. They're incredible. I need this pair. Of, you know, everything was drove them crazy. They just needed to get it. As soon as they got home, everything would go into a closet and nobody would remember what was in the closet. It was like an addiction. They needed to, to satisfy that addiction of buying something. Did they need it? No. Once they bought it, that's it. The, the, the thrill, that rush is over. Next, next time, next, next visit to the store. <laughs> um, before the program's over... There's one thing I'd like to say when when we get can get me in. All right, go ahead. <clears throat> Excuse me. Go ahead. Uh, oh well, I couldn't get it unmuted. Oh, <laughs> I muted right away. Um, I watch a show on TV that is called "The Proof Is Out There." Last night I saw that they were 
they said, oh, a lot of people are saying that uh, people are being replaced, like Putin and Kim Jong, who I can't remember his last name. Um, and uh, that's a two they used. So they went ahead and did all their proofing things. And it. this is the first time this program has not made sense to me, and I swear they're lying. They So when they got done, they said, no, people are not being replaced. I, I was in shock about that because I one person no people are being replaced I just wanted to throw that out there that now because more and more people are seeing that people are being replaced it's upsetting them the deep state or whoever putting out the fake people it's upsetting them because they are doing the same thing they're doing with Biden. Oh yeah, he was he was elected president. He's to say he is really Biden. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh they want us to believe that kind of crap. Well, because we're saying it, it's the truth. Well, because they're saying it, I know it's a freaking lie. So, but I wanted to to make note that they're getting even more and more scared. So they're trying to convince us that what we see, that they want us to see is truth. So beware, people. Believe what's in your heart. Believe what you yourself is telling you believe what your guides are telling you so you would say go brandon go uh, yeah i would say let's <laughs> go brandon yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i i think i think what you're saying here is that because they even addressed it to say no that they're scared of it right yeah okay right thank you i can't agree with Dolly on Kim Il Soon or John Il or whatever his name is. He's he's used body doubles before and his level of perception for his people, remember that so many people are starving in this country, so many people are beaten down in this country, that he will do anything to look good on top. Um, why he's locked himself away in that corner and kept it that way, I, I don't know. Putin, on the other hand, I, uh, he's former special forces in Russia. He's a uh, former KGB. Uh, I think if he had anything to say about it, he wouldn't let anyone replace him. And as for Uncle Joe, well, uh, he's he. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And um, who did you say I? Oh, Putin. Now, I noticed he was a different one a while back. He's not the same Putin. I would I would say to you, put a picture of him from two years ago 
next to a picture of him today, you will see two different beings. Absolutely. When you ta- if you go back and you look at Putin and Trump, you'll see the real Putin. He looks he looks tired. And then you see the one in about April because he was assassinated by poison in the springtime of 2020. And um, we found out about this through secret things. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and Ani, Ani Avedisian was the one that said, you know, what are you people thinking about this? And we pulled up the pictures, and by God, they don't look like the same person. Not only that, you can scan their energies, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll have to look into that because if I was Putin and Trump was president, I think I'd be looking down at the ground going, what do I do now? And if I was looking at Joe Biden as our president, I think I'd be feeling pretty good about myself if I was Putin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll take a look at it. <laughs> yeah, you got to take a look at it. It's pretty, it's pretty star. I mean, it, it really wasn't a really good double. No. It definitely wasn't a clone. And, In the uh, same way with the English uh, dude. Uh, what's his name? Boris? The, yes, with Boris. He was swapped out a while back, too. I am good at realizing or noticing those they're swapping out. I'm not just saying this to, to brag. I, it, it's a fact. I can figure these things out. When they first started messing with Trump, with all his doubles, nobody believed me then. But it's so obvious now. I think a lot lot more people believe me now than they did back when it first started happening. Well, I totally agree with Darling. Like, uh, take a look at uh, his mouth. His mouth is very distinctive. Remember, I lived in New York City for 20 years. So you I mean, was used to see. Who's his? Trump? Uh, Trump. Okay, the shape of his you. mouth. Yeah. Uh, and I, I always used to kid, like, say, okay, doesn't this guy, like, ever smile? Because he, he had the narrowest looking mouth ever. <laughs> and then when the, when the double started showing up, I said, that's not Trump. I'm sorry. That's not. I know that it's. They make a good make a good uh, impression in a good copy, but that's not him. And I totally agree with you. I just wanted to point out that that show I said I forgot its name already. Uh, I don't believe it anymore. They just lied to me on that, and I don't believe them anymore. And that kind of breaks my heart because I liked that show. I was watching it, and I forgot that that was coming on, and I turned the channel because I just didn't. What was? I mean, I, I normally like it, but I didn't like it, so I didn't even see it. And I'm glad I didn't see it because that would have pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, it did me. It <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> No, I probably won't be watching it. They lied. Yes, but we have to announce that on Tuesday, (gasps) Oak Island comes back. Yes, yeah. This may be the year. Do you guys, Bob, Yasmin, do you watch Oak Island at all? You know, we started watching it, and then we we got kind of frustrated because... 
they never found anything, so we stopped watching it after how many? How many? Oh, I think we did like three seasons. Well, they they oh, they they, they, a while back. <laughs> they went through they went through um, essentially seven seasons before they started to really start finding things. And now they, and this is such a weird thing, they've they brought in so many different technical ways of doing things, but they've also drilled a lot of these wells. Just think of it as a well. And they get this guy that was working with them. They've had, they got more scientists working with them now. And this guy says, well, you know, if you've got stuff down in that well that is like metal, like silver, like gold, you're going to get indications in the water you're going to be able to see you know traces of that there's silver there so they went to a number of the different wells and took testing and they came up with silver and he's the guy that was was talking to him you know they're sitting around the table and he says i want to ask you do you guys think that there is treasure down under the ground and you know marty says well, I'm, you know, I'm no, I'm not sure, <laughs> you, know, you know. And uh, so then his brother said, yes. And he said, well, it it is a yes. And then somebody else says, is this a yes like a handful or is this a yes like a steam shovel full? And he said, it's like a steam shovel full. So they got enormous readings of of silver down in, in the wells. And then this year they're announcing that they've also got gold. So they definitely have something down there. And it has gone from just a treasure hunt into a whole uh, rewrite of history on so many levels because the Knight Templars are involved in this whole thing. And it is my supposition that whatever we're going through is such a spiritual, multi-leveled event that it's somehow tied to Oak Island. We're not going to get to the end of the story until they get to the treasure in Oak Island. And it's it's just like one of those, those side stories that if you haven't been watching it, you might want to take a look now. Okay. Cause these, yeah, because I know we were watching it and then... My whole thing was they would find something, and I'm like, okay, well, they should keep going. And then they would just cover it up and start digging somewhere else. That <laughs> did happen. There, there was a lot of things that would put you off from the show. But they, I just kept feeling that there was more to know. And I'll tell you, you know, I'm a remote viewer, and people kept saying to me, well, just go down, remote view it, remote view it, you know, and I'm going like, eh, it's kind of cheating, I don't think I want to do this, you know. But then one day I said, well, I could probably take a peek. <laughs> and so I, I knew which, uh, which well, the, the, the pipe in the ground, was the one where it was most likely the treasure was. And so I, I went there, and I just followed the pipe down, you know, in a remote kind of thing, and I got to the bottom of that thing, and I was scared. There's something behind that wall that is like, oh, I'm not going to go any further. And I immediately, you know, ejected from the remote. And the odd thing was in the confirmation that what I had seen was real was that within a week of that, I uh, saw a video of the 
remote that the Farside Institute did a remote. They had one of the remote viewers check out what's really at the bottom of the of the Oak Island, and that guy's explanation of what he saw, and he went down the same pipe. Everybody knows where the treasure is. Went down the same pipe, and his reaction was the same thing. No, I, I, no, no, no. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. You know. So there is. I did it too. Oh yeah, and yeah. what was your response? Oh, I told you when I did. Uh, it was the same. I was freaking scared. Yeah. I just uh, and my skin crawled. Yeah. There's something down there. Maybe it. Maybe it's the, uh, you know, the Ark of the Covenant. Now I've heard from somebody that's a medium that they saw uh, twelve knights or something like that. Dead knights still uh, there, buried, and we know. Yeah, they've got. They've actually gotten bones and stuff, and tissue bones. Well, if anything, if anything, these guys are proving that the ancient ancients had superior technology to whatever exists today. Because look at them with all their resources; they're not even making a dent on this thing. Oh yes, they are now. Yes, <laughs> yes they are now. Yeah, they are this time, Walt. <laughs> yeah, it might take another season, but I don't think so. There's something. Marty, Marty got excited on a commercial I saw. Marty doesn't get excited. <laughs> Marty was excited, so I know they found something. Yeah, we're coming to the end of the show here. So, um, Bob, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I know we didn't Happy give you much time. Weekend. Happy Halloween. We're not stuff. <laughs> Yasmin, what are you saying? Um, yeah, just be have a great weekend and um, just uh, remember that as dark as it gets, we, we still have the rains. We can control this. And that, that should actually excite everyone. And, you know, maybe, maybe we need to sit in the classroom a little bit and... Uh, learn how to tweak this reality a bit, but um, yeah, we, we've got this. <laughs> yeah. Walter. Do you want to say training, gonna- Yeah, the the drain, the rains was just a training phase learning curve. Now we have to learn to reshape this new reality by using our intention all the time, not just when we want it to rain. And don't forget to thank it. Yes. <laughs> with that, I'm going to put out, with that, we're going bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Be safe. We'll see you next time. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun... We're doing something wrong.